There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Josh Innes Show. Howdy and welcome in. Jiss and wake up. And it's early. What time is it right now? It's like 4.30. 4.30 and I'm up and I'm ready to go. Jiss and wake up on what is the start of the divisional round of the playoffs. So it technically the what the division series. They called the divisional round. Baseball back today. It feels like it's been forever since the Astros played. It feels like it's been forever since the Astros played a meaningful baseball game. When is the last time the Astros played a game that legitimately meant something? Like that they were at risk of being in trouble for a division race or being, you know, like they could lose ground. They'd be at risk of not having a top seed, if you want to call it that, in the baseball playoffs. When is the last time that was the case? August? Maybe? When was that uh, that big series with Seattle where Seattle had their chance to show their worth and they had seven of ten games against the Astros and this is where Seattle was going to show that, hey, we're not the same old Mariners. And then they lost virtually every game in that series and that stretch and they were the same old Mariners. Was that in July or August? Either way, it's been like at least two months since the Astros have played a baseball game where, uh-oh, if we lose this, there could be an issue. Didn't hurt that the uh, Yankees fell off a cliff over the course of the season as well, in terms of at least for the race for the best record in baseball, and at least the American League. But uh, it is baseball playoff time, and baseball playoff time calls for this. Go! Ah, yes, the Astros on a quest for another World Series title. Astros burning with desire. Here come the Astros. Breathing orange fire. Here come the Astros with winning on their mind. Here come the Astros number one every time. Go, go, Astros. Well, now that my um, team has been uh, dumped, I guess uh, time for me to glom onto the Astros again. Now, in my defense, in my defense, it's not like it's a new development for me to pull for the Astros. Like some people, I think it's mostly Philly people who are on my social medias that want to jump in and be like, oh, it is your team. Oh, you're just going to hop onto another team. You know, as a matter of fact, I am. You know Why? Because uh, I feel a connection to the Houston people, and I always have, and I felt a connection to the Astros. I'll tell you, I when I was growing up, man, the Astros were the only thing we had on TV in Baton Rouge. That was the team we had on TV and radio, mind you. you know, that was kind of like, that was what we had. That was what we had to watch. It was on Fox Sports Southwest, I believe is what it was. And we had Astros baseball. So I watched every game. I felt like I had a connection. I knew all the players. 
Uh, so that was kind of what I grew up watching. So I always felt a connection. That's why it almost made sense that when I got the job in Houston, like, hey, I, I kind of know about Houston because I see Rockets games on TV. I see Astros games on TV all the time. And I felt kind of a connection uh, to Houston. And, uh, you know, people like to knock me and say, oh, you just root for whoever. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of part of the job. You would go to a new city and you wanted to at least kind of blend in and do as the Romans do. And that's kind of how I've always been. Uh, is there, you know, should I have done that looking back? Who knows? But that's what I was told to do and I did it. So, but baseball wise, I'm pulling for the Astros in this thing. Why not, man? So I hope they win. And, um, who am I going to root for the Mariners? <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, but going back to the point and, uh, about the last time the Astros played a meaningful game, I mean, it's been a long time. That's why, honestly, I haven't watched a lot of Astros in the last two months because the games haven't mattered. You know, my team, the Cardinals, I had to watch every game because every game kind of mattered up until like early September. Every game was kind of a big deal. They had to win every game. The Astros haven't had to like had to have a win in forever. So uh, they go today, Verlander. Now, one of the things that people are bitching about, and they will always bitch about this, is the uh, the early start times, and I. And I get it. Like it's not a fan's job to sit there and be concerned about why the the networks make the decisions they make about who's going to be on TV at what time. But you know the reason why the Yankees are going to be on in the most valuable spot is because they're the Yankees. And Aaron Judge is there and he hit 62 home runs. I don't give a shit about the 62 home runs. I think they made way too big of a deal of it. But that's why they're going to be where they're going to be. They're going to be in that prime slot. And then you mix in the fact. Let me take a look at the way the schedule plays out. So the Phillies, Phillies are in the fir- uh, playoffs for the first time since 2011. They're playing it at noon uh, central, so they're playing at one o'clock east, 107 east against the Braves. I don't know, and I and I have a lot of Philly people on my Twitter. Like I think they're so damn happy to be in the playoffs. They don't give a shit that they're playing a game at one o'clock. Like I never experienced that in another city because every city I've been in. They didn't have playoff baseball. Like the Phillies stunk when I was there, so early games didn't matter, or and playoffs weren't a factor. So I don't know if people in Philadelphia bitch about the fact they're playing at one o'clock or not. I'm not sure, but but Houston people, that is one of their main things they bitch about is day playoff baseball, and and the reality is that's how it's always going to be. The Yankees play at 637. They're not going to put the Dodgers on at 1 o'clock in the afternoon because then you'd be losing Los Angeles TV market because they'd be on at 1130 in the morning. So they're not going to play in the afternoon or at least the early afternoon slate either. So someone's got to, and it happens to be the Astros. You know, I mean, it sucks for some people, but let's put it this way. A lot of people bitch about the fact that the game's at you know 137 or actually it's at 2 o'clock. Actually, 237's not bad. The way playoff baseball games go... Say you get out of work at 4, 4.30, 5 o'clock, you'll catch the end of the ball game. You can listen to a ball game. Someplace will have it on. Like I, Again, I've never worked a real job, so I don't know what it's like for you know, to, to not have the ability to sit around and watch a ball game. I've either been on the radio at the time of a, a game, or you know, when I was in Houston the second time, there'd be games on when I was supposed to be on. So, like, I get it. Uh, like, I well, in reality, I don't. Like, I don't understand what it's like to have a real job, be an actual person that's out there working a nine to five. That's something I've never understood or been able to grasp. So, it's different for me. But like, it's just kind of the way it goes. And by the way, there will be forty five thousand people at the game. 
and there will be people at the bars. Like, so all the people online that bitch about the fact the Astros play at 2.30 and all the people online that bitch that it's a lack of respect, whatever you want to call it, that's fine. But there's going to be people at the game and people are going to be at the bars and people are going to take off work to watch it. So obviously it works out for the majority of people. So at some point you got to just accept what it is. Well, we're the best team in baseball. Yeah, but it's not always about who the better team is. There are a lot of years in sports that the team from the market that they don't care about is the better team. Doesn't matter. They're not going to put the Yankees on at 2 in the afternoon when they can have the Yankees on at 6.30. or In this case, I think they're going to be on at, what, 7.30 east. And I don't like to get deep into the, the, the muck and the weeds of, of, of talking about TV and why people make TV decisions they do. But this one's pretty cut and dry. Like, if I had to lay it out, they're not going to play the Dodgers – and again, I don't know their full schedule, but they're not going to put the Dodgers on at you know noon central, so they're playing at uh, ten in the morning on the West Coast. They're always going to have more than likely later situation, like a later game. The Phillies, like if you think about the Phillies and the Braves, Philly is a hardcore sports market, and they're like, fuck it, this game's on at you know one o'clock in Philadelphia. Even the a hardcore market, the game's in in Atlanta, so you know it's it's going to be all the TVs in Philadelphia are going to be on that game. No one's going to. I mean, the handful of people might travel and go to the game, but for the most part, the city's going to be watching the game, and that game's on at one o'clock in the afternoon there. And that is a hardcore sports market. For all the shit I talk to them and all the shit they talk to me, Philly is a fanatical sports market. Houston's not a fanatical sports market. Houston is a, hey, the Astros are really fucking good right now, so we're into it sports market. If the Astros were kind of a middling team, nobody would give a fuck. That's what Houston is. Love you guys. Love you a lot. I miss you. Houston's a middling sports market. It's not a passionate sports market. It's a passive sports market. It is a, hey, we're badass. I'm into it. And by the way, that's most sports markets. Philadelphia, Boston, they're weird places. They're uber passionate. You want to talk about passion and being a passionate sports market? Boston, I was just looking at uh, radio ratings. Their morning show on one of their sports radio stations has the highest ratings of any morning radio show in the history of Boston. All formats. You're talking about a radio show with a 25 share. 25 on a sports station. 25 share. Biggest ratings in history. So, again, in Houston, you you don't combine for a five share in the morning. So, again, I'm not trying to rip anybody. I'm just looking for context and why this is the way it is. Houston is not like people are really into the Astros right now. If the Astros stink for two years or they're not as good, the interest will wane. It's just kind of the way these things are. So that's why the Astros play where they play. That is why they get put where they get put. It's you know, it, People view it as some sort of, of slight or where's the respect? I think people look at it as like a meritocracy in some way. Like, hey, we've got the best record. We should have a prime slot. But it doesn't work that way. You know, I mean, if it were a meritocracy... You know, Kentucky football would have better spots because, I mean, the way they started their year, they'd be on in prime time every game. No, but nobody gives a shit about Kentucky football. You know, nationally, how many people want to watch the Astros You know, versus the Yankees? I mean, it sucks. I hate the fucking Yankees. I, I don't give a shit about Aaron Judge. The Astros are a better team, and for the last decade, they've been a better franchise. But what are you going to do? Now, there is intrigue that surrounds the Astros because they are the team that has become the, 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 the team that people hate, the bad guy. you know. And, and the fans have embraced that more than the, the team has, but the fans have embraced that role of, hey, we're the bad guy, fuck you, we don't care. And there is some interest in that. 
But even that, it's not like a Duke hate. Like when Duke was at Duke's apex, and you could argue that was probably in the 90s in the Christian Leitner era, right? Duke basketball. People legitimately hated Duke, and it was a matter of, you know, kind of the the perceived entitled white guys versus, you know, if it was Michigan, it would be like, you know, kind of the guys that represented who was real, you know, and there was that back and forth, and there was legit hate, and I there was a whole documentary about hating Christian Leitner. There's a lot of people who hate the Astros. There's probably also a lot of people who just don't give a shit about the Astros, and I'm, again, it is what it is. But people sit around and bitch about why these games are on at two. Why? Why? It's all. The, and again, it's a perceived lack of respect. It's just people that spend millions, if no, actually billions of dollars to air baseball games. And most baseball games mean nothing to ratings during the regular season. The only time they get games that really matter are in the playoffs. And they spend billions of dollars to air these playoff games. And they want to put the best teams on in the best possible spot. It's all this is. They want to to maximize, and this sounds simple, but they want to maximize the number of eyeballs that are watching their product that they've spent so much money on. Because they don't want to come back and spend billions of dollars and say, shit, nobody watched this. And big picture, nobody gives a, and it's also about who you're playing. If they're playing the Yankees, it'd be different. But they're playing Seattle. Nobody gives a shit about Seattle. I was talking with uh, Bootsy about this the other day uh, when he had me on a 97.5. Nobody gives a shit about Seattle. Seattle is a throwaway organization in a throwaway sports town for the most part. Nobody gives a shit. Have you ever met a Seattle Mariners fan outside of a ball game? Have you ever walked around a town and gone, hey, look, there's some random jamoke that just happens to root for the Mariners? No. Why? Because nobody gives a shit about the Mariners. So it's just a perfect storm of that matchup, too. If somehow it were a first round, I'll say that a couple of years ago, they played Boston in home games and they were early. It just is how it is. And again, for me, it never mattered because I never worked a real job. So, you know, I get up at, you know, five in the morning, four in the morning, go do a radio show. Uh, my day is done at 10. I can go do whatever the hell I want. I can go to ball games, whatever. It's a different world. Like I see Sean Salisbury tweets about that all the time. Like, hey, I, I love day baseball. Yeah, because Sean's, you know, work day, quote unquote, is done at 10 o'clock. He might do radio hits and some other shit for some people, but big picture, Sean Salisbury's day is done at 10 o'clock. So we don't work in a real-world environment. So I sympathize for people who say, shit, I got a job. I've waited all year to watch playoff baseball, and here I am working my 9-to-5 job, and I can't get out to watch the game or listen to the game. And I do sympathize for those people. That sucks because most baseball games don't matter. They don't matter until right now, October, especially for the Astros, who go into virtually every season at this point in their existence, go into every season expecting to motor through the regular season and play meaningful games in October. And it sucks that if, if somehow it works against you, it's over in three days and you may not get to hear any of these games and that sucks or see any of these games and that sucks but it just kind of is what it is it is how it is and I don't get that same vibe from like Philly for instance now I've muted a lot of people from Philly for being honest and I've unfollowed a lot of media people from Philly so I don't see it as much but from what I've seen like they're just fucking happy to be in the playoffs they haven't been there in 11 years. They'd play at midnight on Jupiter if you told them to because they're just fucking stoked. They're ready to go. I do think there's an element of spoiled, and I think it's impossible to avoid that. Like I think as a sports fan, when your team is good, there's that initial part of it where you're just fucking psyched that they're good. Like I root for the Cardinals, right? In the early 2000s when they got good again, before they won the 2006 World Series, you could feel something. Like, you could feel that games kind of meant more and the fans were so fucking jacked that they were good again. 
And then after a certain amount of time, it wanes and you get kind of used to it and you get accustomed to it. It's like the Braves. I think the Braves might be the ultimate example. If you go to early 90s, Smoltz, Glavin, Maddox-era Braves, I mean, you watch those games and you see just tons of people. They fill up Fulton County Stadium. By the time they won their 13th or 14th division title, I mean, you'd see empty crowds for playoff games. I think at some point you just get kind of used to it. I don't think that Astros have hit that point yet, being like five, six years into it. I don't think they've hit that, but that does happen. There is a a, a a a case to be made that fans get comfortable and to a degree get kind of bored with being good. Like I, I root for LSU. I was watching highlights of LSU Tennessee from I think two thousand it was two thousand one. And you could just feel that there was a different energy because LSU hadn't been good in forever. They spent the decade of the nineties for the most part being shit. So when they would get a matchup against a Tennessee and Tiger Stadium, like there was like a different vibe, and it was holy shit, let's do this. And you look at the vibe last Saturday against Tennessee, and, and I think people are jaded. I think there's a, an element of being jaded. Philly fans are not jaded at this point. Philly fans aren't jaded because they haven't done it for eleven years. You know, you learn to embrace it, you learn to appreciate it. It means more to you because you're not jaded. Because you know, you you, you realize you can lose it. You know, the Astros, I don't think, have hit that point yet because they just motored through 105 wins seemingly every year, and, you know, people are still kind of locked in. You know, they haven't hit that jade. You know, are they jaded yet? I don't know. I doubt it. I don't think they are. But they're ready for playoff baseball. Um, but, you know, you look at the matchup. I mean, I think they're going to win the series. The starting pitching's too good for the Astros. If you look at the matchup in this series, uh, Vegas-wise, if you care about Vegas odds and such things, you know, Verlander's minus 235 today against Logan Gilbert, and they are the – there's a lot of heavy favorites, by the way, in this uh, first day of baseball. I mean, the Braves are heavy favorites against the Phils. The Strohs are heavy favorites in their game. Yankees are heavy favorites against Cleveland, and the Dodgers are heavy favorites against the Padres, all heavy favorites. Now, if you look at the actual series matchups, Astros are a gigantic favorite, minus 220, so that's gigantic. Braves are a huge favorite against the Phillies. Yankees, I mean, they're all huge favorites. I guess if you're looking for one series that could be the upset series, you could argue it'd be the Phillies, and I may be copping out on that because it's got the shortest odds, you know, the minus 185 versus everybody else in the 200s. But if you get the right matchups, as I saw with St. Louis, now the Cardinals hadn't hit for a month, so that plays a factor in it. The Cardinals stink. But you get the right guys going, and then keep you in a ball game where you're a bloop and a blast away, and that's how game two of the Phillies series worked out. It was, hey, starting pitching's great, keeps you in it, and you get a solo home run, and then you manufacture a run, and then before you know it, you're up 2 nothing, and the Phillies' bullpen settles down. Now, that's the biggest question. They put people on base, and their bullpen does stink, so we'll see. But, I mean, honestly, that would be the only one that has you would think it could be upset written over it. Now, if the San Diego offense gets going, maybe you get into some slugfest with the Dodgers and maybe you can steal it because they've got big names in that lineup and you know they can mash if they ever get going. And I don't think the Mariners are going to beat the Astros in this series. I think the starting pitching's too good and Verlander's been, you know, obviously he's going to win the Cy Young more than likely. So there's nothing in those matchups that make you go, like, oh boy, like the, the Seattle's got a major shot in this. Like, I mean, I think Verlander puts them up one nothing today, and then you got to win two out of four. And I think they're going to do that. And maybe, and, you know, and I hope that we're on a crash course for Yankees Astros because that's certainly a lot more interesting than Yankees Cleveland. No one gives a shit about Cleveland. And Astros people aren't going to bitch. They'll take whoever. They want to be in the ALCS again. 
But I, as someone who wants to see the sexy matchup that gets people talking, I'd rather it be the Dodgers. And if you're if you're an Astros fan, honestly, you'd rather be the Dodgers too, or rather the Yankees. You want it to be the Yankees because that's the matchup. That's the drama. That would make for outstanding just storylines and television. It would be great. Cleveland, you'd be like, eh, whatever, fucking Cleveland. Cool. Talk about people not being interested in the series. The Yankees essentially will be what keeps the playoffs interesting for a lot of the country, right? Because to a lot of people, the Yankees are still the bad guy too. So if you get Yankees, Astros, and the ALCS, and you got the storylines and the buzzers and John Boy and all this shit, you're like, okay, that's something. If it's Astros, Cleveland, it's like, hmm, whatever. Now, you know, a horrible scenario is Cleveland, Seattle. Like, literally nobody would watch that series. People would go, ah, fuck this shit. Okay. Most people couldn't name a player from Seattle, and they don't give a shit about Cleveland. So, ultimately, that would be your worst-case scenario if you're someone watching baseball or whatever. But big picture, I don't think it's going to come down to that because I think the Astros win this series. I think the Yankees win their series, and we get what we want, which is another Yankees-Astros-ALCS. And then you get to just ruin the Yankees again, which is fucking incredible, which makes things a lot more fun. And as you know, some of the best times I've had in my life doing radio were in Houston during these playoff runs, man. And I feel, and I've told you guys this before, but when I got back to Houston in October of 2016, I I, I called Jim leading up to that, and I said, hey, I think there's a chance I end up back there. Would you come work with me if we got back? And of course he said yes, because we're like best buddies. He said, of course, you know. And when I got there, I said, Jim, what do, what do you think we should do? Like, what is our game plan here? And he says, you know what? Nobody's on the Astros yet. I think they had just lost. I think they had not made the playoffs in 16 after that Royals game in, in 15. And they didn't make the playoffs in 16, but there was a vibe about them. There was a buzz, you know. And he says, um, we need to start riding the Astros. Like that's that's the play because nobody else is doing it right now. Everybody's still buried, you know, with the Texans and everything. Ride the Astros. Let's be the show that talks about the Astros and really gets into them. I said, you got it. And of course, opening day rolls around of the next year. And by the time opening day rolls around, we had, we were still doing afternoons. We'd eventually moved to mornings later in that season, but we really embraced it. And, of course, that was 2017. That was the World Series year. That was Harvey. There were so many things that happened in 2017 that were just bizarre and incredible and wild and were on a plane with Mattress Matt going to L.A. and a whirlwind. Some of the best times that I experienced doing radio. Honestly, all of the best times. Like, I can't look back on something I did in Philadelphia that I was like, oh, wow, this compares to this. In terms of on-air teams, all that. Like The Philly teams, for the most part, stunk when I was there, so there was no fun in that. But the whirlwind of being part of the Astros community and seeing the way people really got into it, the road games, the the, the, the playoff vibe, being hammered at Game 5 of the World Series, not being able to fucking remember any of it. Every time I'd get up to take a leak, there'd be a big hit, and I'd come back, we'd you have it tied or take the lead. You know, meeting Joel Embiid drunkenly and the drunkenly in the concourse, going to the station suite and being uh, woken up by the Alex Bregman base hit next race. All these things are awesome, and it added up to the best time I've ever had based on what was going on around me in radio. Like we had some good times in some other places, and it was fun, but I that was the only time, and it's still the only time that I've worked in a situation or a city 
where the team was good and that's what made it fun. The only thing that came close to that is when the Texans made the playoffs for the first time. So the Texans made the playoffs in 2011 for the first time ever. 2010, it was kind of a disaster and they went 6-10 and and they found these epic ways to lose. 2011, they were good early, then Schaub gets hurt, then Leinert gets hurt, and TJ Yates takes them to the postseason. They beat Cincinnati. Like, that was one of my favorite times when they beat Cincinnati. Me, Jilly, and our friend Joel, who's now dead, miss Joel a lot. Uh, we were at the Houston Texans Grill, which I think is closed now, and uh, they they march down the field, and I think Kevin Walter catches the pass. They lock up a playoff spot. City's going nuts. Then they get a playoff game with TJ Yates, and they win. That was the J.J. Watt pick six, and like that was pretty close. And when they started out 9-1 and one or whatever it was the next year, there was a lot of buzz and hype, and it was fun. The year before that in 11, we made the next man up shirts, and it was fun, and there was a vibe, and people were into it. We had great ratings, and it was fun. But it wasn't comparable, really, to what you had with the Astros in 2011 and during playoff runs. There was just something special. It was all, I mean, obviously, you won a World Series. It was special. But it really kind of captivated everybody. And we had the t shirts and the Mattress Mac ticket stuff. And it was just, it was just next level, is what I'm telling you. It was just something special and different and awesome. And I miss those times. And that's why I will always have this kind of connection to people there when it comes to that. And that's why I love watching these Astros playoff runs because it takes me back to that time. Like when we rolled up to Gallery Furniture, I mean, thinking, hey, no one's going to be out there. We're just giving away some playoff tickets. And, And the line of cars and people is out into the highway. And I was floored when I saw it. Because I remember the first time we did it, I just had an extra pair of tickets to give away that I had bought. I had no idea Mac was going to buy tons of them either, you know, and you show up and it just, you're floored by it. And uh, it was unreal. It was like looking at a crowd going into a ballpark or a theme park, waiting in line, you know. So it was just one of those things, man. And that's why I love this. I love watching the Astros in the playoffs. I love the excitement that the city has whenever it's going on. So I'm in, I'm I'm into it, man. It's it's awesome, and people can judge me and say, "Hey, fuck you! You root for the Cardinals? Good, fuck you, dude." I mean, I, yeah, I root for the Cardinals. That's my team. But you know what? I've always considered Houston my second home. We talk about this all the time. If Baton Rouge, Louisiana, is what I consider home, Houston is my second home, and I embrace everything about the place. I just I love Houston, and I love the people. And uh, this time of year really brings out the fun, man. God, just and being outside the ballpark after they'd win big postseason games, and like Paul Wall would be walking around high five and people. It was just, it was just, it was awesome, man. So anyway, all right. So I think the uh, the Astros win today, and I think they're going to win the series. I mean, if regular season tells you anything, they probably will. And I think we're on a crash course. I think Astros Yankees, and I think that's where we need to be. That's the matchup. I think that's the matchup everybody wants. Nobody wants Astros-Cleveland. If you ask Houston, who do you want? You win this series. Who do you want, Cleveland or the Yankees? Circle the Yankees and let's fucking go. All right, uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll get something after the game today. Thank you, guys. Be good.